0: All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active mint customers by five thirty one twenty four Get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
0: Hey, I'm Sam.
1: And I'm Rachel. We're the creators of Plant School.
0: Rachel's going to be teaching me, a plant novice, everything I need to know about plants, plant care, and gardening, all in a way that anyone can understand.
1: Yeah, whether you have never touched a plant or you consider yourself an expert and you want to just learn more, this podcast is for you. And though it sounds simple, there's actually a lot to cover.
0: So what are you waiting for? Join Join us us in in plant school. school. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 14 of Plant School. Today we're going to be talking about houseplants and cold temperatures, and which houseplants do best in those cold temperatures.
1: Yeah, just with winter coming, or winter's already here for some of us, we thought it would be a good time to cover which plants are kind of the hardiest and can handle those colder regions, slash your drafty windows that may be in your home, um... I don't know, I was sitting by our freezing cold window um, a couple nights ago, and I was just thinking that this would be a really good topic to cover because I was worried about those plants that are in my windowsill because I could feel how cold it was just sitting by our windows.
0: Good thing you're not a plant just sitting there on a windowsill all day.
1: Yeah, for real. I would freeze.
0: Yeah, you get cold feet very quickly. Um, Not cold feet like... (laughs) <laughs> Back out just, of things, <laughs> yeah. But literally, cold feet—they're freezing.
1: They are always
0: cold. Yeah, my feet are always in slippers because I work from home, so
1: it's—it's
0: <laughs> it's just kind of nice.
1: Yeah, usually they come and steal those slippers.
0: Yeah, gross. <laughs> I don't—I don't have any foot fungus or anything anymore, like I did when I was a teenager. Oh my gosh, I don't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what teenager doesn't? I
0: know, athlete's foot. It's the worst. Yeah, I
1: think Anyways, I've that. Anyways,
0: this podcast let's, is not about stop. foot fungus, stop but it's this. about houseplants. <laughs> um, so, what are some concerns for your houseplants when it comes to cold weather?
1: Yeah, so cold weather can have an effect on your houseplants in your home. And some things um, I was researching, I didn't really realize that it could cause this. So... One of the the first big thing that cold weather brings with it that can be a problem is lower humidity. And this is because you have your heat running in your home in general and it lowers down the humidity. Um, There's there's not as much water in the air. And so to help this, we've talked about how to raise humidity, but we're going to go over it again. You can get a tray of um, pebbles and add water to those pebbles, and then you set your plants on top of that tray. Um, you can miss them, although it it gives like a very temporary result. um if you had like a humidifier that's constantly pumping out humidity, that works great as well. Um, in general, I would say the pebble tray is kind of the most like cost effective one. It doesn't cost too much and it's easy to do anyways. Cold weather also usually means it is winter time, which means less sunlight and less sunlight equals um, just slower growing conditions for your plant because it's not getting as much energy from the sun. So with that being said, you are not going to need as much fertilizer, if any at all. Um, that's why a lot of people will say like you fertilize in spring and summer. It's only because we say that because it's sunnier. So in the winter time, if you live in an area where there's less sunlight during the winter, you will not be needing to fertilize. Um, another thing is that you're going to need less water. Because like I said, your plant is growing more slowly in the winter. Um, the metabolism of your plant does slow down when it is colder and less sunlight. So those are just some things to consider <coughs> as we get into these colder months, at least for like I don't know. I know we have like listeners from all over the world, but here, like in the United States and Europe, um, where else, Sam? With Asia. This... <laughs> Asia. Antarctica. Not so much for places like the Philippines or for like South America or like those um, areas right along the equator. This doesn't really apply as much to you, but a lot of people do deal with cold weather right about now yeah in november
0: so it almost seems like uh cold when it's cold it's almost like you get a break from taking care of your house because you're not having to fertilize you're not having to water as much
1: yeah it's, but
0: there's still risks higher risks for your house health then when it's cold
1: um or that's is it just a, a good time question. off i i it's kind of like a slower time to be, like, worrying about them and everything. I would say just, like, the one concern that you have that you wouldn't have during the summer months is just them getting too cold and possibly freezing, which hopefully won't happen. We'll talk about how to avoid that.
0: So, yeah, how do plants survive <clears throat> the cold weather?
1: Yeah, so this was something I wanted to look up because I actually wasn't sure, like, how how do plants do this? So... In general, I'm just going to kind of give an overall like science lesson on plants. This isn't specifically just house plants, although a lot of them will do the same thing. So, at some point most plants will freeze. So, if ice crystals form inside their cells, it will burst the cells and that is why like if you don't go out and like pick your vegetables before the frost date, You'll go out and look at your vegetables and they are like limp and soggy and just like they're gone. The frost has literally burst their cells. Um, So that's why you like pick vegetables and everything before frost hits for some vegetables. I I shouldn't say for all vegetables um, or for all fruits. So anyways, that is why like your houseplants can't be outside past a certain temperature Or else their cells will burst from those ice crystals. Um, And that is why a lot of plants drop their leaves, or else they would just have these like sad little soggy (laughs) leaves hanging off their tree. That's why they just drop them. It's not beneficial for them to have them in those winter months. And evergreens like your conifers, your pine trees, um, you know, your spruces. They all have very thick, waxy coatings that reduce water loss in their leaves, and they're able to kind of like insulate their little leaves, their little needles, so that they they can't freeze. Um, and that's why they keep their needles all year round. Oh. Anyways, so this is what plants will do, though, to help them deal with cold temperatures. They accumulate solute, solutes. Excuse me. they accumulate solutes mainly sucrose, so that's a sugar, um, and that just lowers the freezing point. So it's kind of like how salt water has a lower freezing point. The ocean doesn't freeze like a lake freezes. That's basically what plants do. They add sugars into their cells um, so that they have a lower freezing point. Um, Another thing that they'll do, they'll adjust their proteins levels that can help them um, not freeze in those winter months. And also they'll adjust the lipid composition of their cells. So all plant cells have a, have like a lipid layer, a layer of fat. Um, and they'll adjust that to kind of, um, help the fluidity or functionality of their cells. And that's kind of how they work with surviving when it starts to get colder. It's really, really interesting.
0: Hmm. That is interesting. There's a lot of science behind it that seems very complex thanks for breaking that down for those who like to get deep into the sciences yeah of, i of I plants. hope it's
1: interesting. I thought it was kind of cool
0: yeah um so what temperature does uh damage start occurring to a house plant? is it thirty two degrees or zero degrees Celsius? yeah when that starts happening
1: so for a lot of house plants they're very um herbaceous do you know what herbaceous means sam no okay so i I
0: have a kind of an idea from context clues but what does it mean
1: (laughs) yeah um herbaceous just means it doesn't have like any woody material kind of like a tree does like we have a little ficus that's more of a woody type of tree and herbaceous it's simply i don't know it's it's just like a softer type of stem there's no lignin in
0: them Lignin.
1: Oh snap! I don't know the definition of lignin, so I don't know how to put <laughs> that down. Um, You're not
0: supposed to make a word, a difficult word. I don't know, with an even more difficult word.
1: Okay, so lignin basically—I looked it up, everyone. So I'm not just pulling this out of—I don't know—my head. Um, That's it's basically. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> that, but I said not to. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. Yeah. Um, it is. A complex organic polymer. Um, basically, it just makes a plant rigid and woody. So, um, herbaceous plants do not have that. So, they aren't rigid. They aren't woody. They're herbaceous. Gotcha. Yeah. So, because most houseplants are like this, you shouldn't be letting them go below, like, 50 degrees, give or take. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. 10 degrees Celsius. Um, If you get below that, you do risk damage. It could cause, like, yellowing of leaves, them falling off suddenly. If it gets really cold, like I said, it will burst their cells and, like, the entire leaf will just die Um, and, yeah, be gone. But, yeah, so you want to keep it... um, No, no lower than 50 degrees at best.
0: So you're going to want to be keeping your houseplants inside for sure during the wintertime.
1: Yeah, if you live in a cold place, like, mm, you know what? I'm trying to think, like, even like Phoenix, Arizona, which is super hot, I I think they drop. At night, it
0: probably drops Yeah, they definitely
1: drop below 50. So I think most everywhere, you should be bringing your houseplants inside, if they were outside to begin with.
0: I think there are some places around the equator where it doesn't. Anyways, yeah, fifty degrees. Just bring them inside in the yeah. colder times, just in case. Um, I imagine on windowsills they don't get that cold, even.
1: Yeah, I don't right think so. Uh, I honestly kind of want to stick a thermometer right by our window because it feels pretty.
0: Pretty cold. Pretty, pretty cold. chilly. Yeah. Yeah, might as well give it a shot. Yeah. See what. Temperatures. I. I would imagine it's not down to fifty degrees. I would probably say sixty at the coldest.
1: You think so? On Should the we window test s- this out?
0: touching the window would be colder. But like the windowsill, the sill, air around the windowsill. Yeah, still. I don't imagine it's unless it's hmm. a window that doesn't close very well or something. There's a little bit of a draft coming through. But then your whole house would probably feel colder.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of how we could measure this because the only thermometer we have is a little baby thermometer that, that you stick in their in, armpit.
0: Yeah. Stick it in the window's armpit. <laughs> um, so how would you protect a plant if it gets extremely cold?
1: Yeah, so first of all, if it is on your windowsill, you can put your curtain or your, what's it called? Blinds. Blinds. I literally. I was like,
0: think. is she talking about blinds? <laughs> <I think>.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, blinds. I just couldn't think of the word. So put your blinds between them just as a little bit of a barrier between your window and plant. Honestly, when I was living in Ohio, people would like put, it was like a shrink wrap type material. Did you ever see this on their windows? Mm,
0: no, I've never lived somewhere that cool. It almost before.
1: looked like saran wrap but you'd stick it on tape it on and then you would get like a blow dryer and heat it up and it would it would go tight so that you couldn't even tell it was there there were no crinkles in it and i'm like why don't we do that here i've never seen anyone do that but they did it all the time it in gets ohio
0: that cold here
1: i don't know they get
0: tons more snow than what we doing. yeah we're but
1: at... it i feel like it's just as cold i don't know maybe i'm wrong Maybe there's older
0: structures there.
1: True, maybe it's a little more drafty. Yeah, because
0: we're in the West, so it's...
1: Yeah, but that is an option. I don't even know what it's called, but I did it a lot while I was there. Shrink wrap windows. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it is. But just put something between the window and the plant. Um, Yeah, you don't always have to have it between them. Like, for example, I will have my um, blinds open and the plants will be right next to the window during the daytime when it's sunny. Um, If your plant is really struggling, just move it away from the window or any drafty area. Um, Try not to let your plants touch the windows because like Sam said, that's like the coldest um, contact they could have. Um, And I found this one interesting. You should actually, by watering them and them having moist soil actually helps them retain heat better than when the soil is just dry
0: doesn't make sense because when you take a shower or bath and you hop out and it's cold you get colder because there's yeah
1: i know this is something i need to look into because like a body of water like a lake when it's really cold in the morning you're like walking by a lake you know how there's steam oh yeah coming off of the lake because the lake is warmer than the outside air <sighs> so i think just water takes a longer time to change in temperature.
0: Huh, that would than make the sense air why is. the plant the soil would be yeah. for retaining heat.
1: Yeah, it's interesting though, but that is an option you have. Um
0: you don't want to water them too much though.
1: No. Like, no 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 no. You don't
0: want to do that kind of damage to
1: Yeah. Them. But maybe if you have just watered them, they will be a little bit safer in their in the soil it will be warmer than it would be if it was just completely bone dry.
0: Gotcha.
1: Um, another option, you can add mulch or some t- kind of top layer to insulate the soil. Um, and then you could even cover your entire houseplant with like a light blanket, a drop cloth, a tarp. Um, one website I was reading even suggested supplying a heat source. I found that one to be like,
0: like a space heater kind of thing yeah
1: i was like i don't know if you really need that i honestly would rather just grab the plant and move it and set up a space <laughs> heater but you know maybe it's immovable and you've got to get a heat source somehow
0: <laughs> well i guess uh if your heater goes out during the winter time
1: oh yeah
0: then the space heater would be useful that was one of my questions is like, say your heater does go out in that time between you getting the heater fixed and when it goes out, like what would you do to save your house plants?
1: That's a good question. Like you
0: want you want the heat for yourself, <laughs> obviously. And your family. Are we
1: assuming that like you have no friends nearby to take your plants to? Sure. How long of a period are we talking? I
0: guess that's the first thing is you could have someone else yeah. take care of your plants. I don't know, say it's like, how long does it take? Two days a day? Oh my goodness. Someone to come out and...
1: That'd be so cold. Two days? No heat? Um, I feel like... Oh, I don't know. If you're like keeping the doors and everything closed of your house, you could probably put some sort of like blanket or tarp over them. Put them all together. Water them and I think they would be okay. I think they would make it as long as like it isn't freezing them
0: little, and killing them. A little campfire in the middle of your living room. <laughs> you
1: burn down your house.
0: Okay. <laughs> so what are the what are the house plants that do best in the cold? Just yeah. crank them out.
1: Okay, so there are a lot. I <clears throat> I was reading multiple blogs on, you know, which ones do best, and I feel like every single blog had something different. So obviously, House plants can do well with cold drafty areas. They're hardy they you know they've survived this long throughout Earth's history. They can make it with your drafty home. So these are the top ones, but you know my list is not like the most extensive. Um, I'm sure there are other ones. So number one that I saw a ton was a jade plant. A jade plant is basically. A large succulent we talked a little bit about it in our last episode too and um, other succulents not just the jade plant do well with cold air so hoyas they do well snake plants that's another succulent that we talked about um they will do well with like cold drafty areas that doesn't bother them too much and then moving on from there we're just going to start naming them out. If you, Sam, if you're like, what the heck is that? We can stop and talk about it. But spider plants. What
0: the heck is that?
1: <laughs> okay, you can't say it on everyone though. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: So spider plant is like a, almost looks like a big.
0: Spider. Spider. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's kind of, it's just like long grassy type of blades. Oh, okay. And they make little babies and the little babies look like little spiders. Gross. Well, oh, they're not gross. You can just scary. cut them off. Place them in soil, and it creates a whole new spider plant. It's kind of cool.
0: You got your own little web family of spiders. <laughs> yeah, Anyways. so
1: they will do well with cold, drafty areas. ZZ plants are very hardy. <clears throat> excuse me. Peace lilies are another great one.
0: What's an excuse me?
1: No, that just was kidding. just...
0: <laughs> just Stopping. kidding.
1: The dad jokes. <laughs> They've got to come out. Okay, a Christmas cactus... Those will do well, which I thought was very fitting because usually during Christmas it's cold. Um,
0: Christmas tree, I'm guessing, would do well.
1: Yes, obviously. It's a conifer. All conifers do well. Um, Okay, so next we have a ponytail palm, which do well. I don't think ponytail palms are super popular, but if you so happen to want one by your window or something, some drafty area, they will do great. Um, Clivia is another one. It's one I hadn't really heard of too much of, but it kind of looks, how do I explain it? It kind of looks like a, oh, what's it called? Not an orchid. A lily. It kind of looks like a lily does where it's like a bulb and there's these big, long, um, grass-like leaves with one like big
0: flower. Point.
1: But it has one big flower.
0: So. It's like the queen spider.
1: Um, no, 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 no. Um, okay, so next we have English ivy, which makes sense because like, you see English ivy outside oh, growing duh. on buildings. Yeah, and, yeah duh. You knew that, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, so like, I don't know, like at our old our old our university's campus there was English ivy everywhere around there outside come on Sam open your eyes no I know no I only know that because we'd go and um pick off different like not funguses no it was a fungus we got funguses from them to grow out in lab I know fun right Okay, so another one that I read, I didn't know that this one would do well with um, cold air, but it was the maiden hair fern. That one was recommended.
0: I didn't know that either. Hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, the Chinese evergreen is another one, also called an ag- aglonema. I think that's how you say it, aglonema. I just call right. it an ag plant. <laughs> Thanks, Sam. <laughs> Enjoy your sarcasm. Um, a Philodendron, those do really well. Um, it... The blog I read didn't specify which one. Philodendrons, you know, they come in all shapes and sizes. There's a lot of them. But I'm assuming most of them can handle um, cold drafty areas. Uh, Dracaena marginatas can do well. That's the one, Sam, that's on your bedside table. Oh. Or dresser.
0: My old friend.
1: <laughs> um, cast iron plants do well, which makes sense because we've talked about those in the past, how... in the, like, Victorian times people loved their cast iron plants. Um,
0: because they because they could
1: survive their... their cold, drafty homes. And then there were quite a few palms that would survive. Some that they mentioned was a lady palm and a sago palm. Um, sago palm, I feel like, could survive anything. That plant is just so interesting to me because it's been around since, like, prehistoric times. The sago palm.
0: How Super do they? Bowl. How do they know it was around that long?
1: Uh, probably like carbon dating and fossils.
0: I just always wonder, like prehistoric. If it's prehistoric, how do they know?
1: I don't prehistory. Get <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that means.
0: <laughs> I thought that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. That's why it's called that. Before they um, had history books.
1: Just no, kidding. No, no, no. Just kidding. <laughs> Okay, we only have one left, and that is the lemon cypress. This one felt pretty obvious to me because a cypress tree is an evergreen. It has those very waxy leaves that can survive even like below freezing temperatures, just like other conifers and evergreens can. So that is a quick, maybe not a quick little list, a big long list of different plants that can survive Um, in the cold. And like I said, a lot of houseplants will do just fine. I don't think it's something really to fret about and worry about unless you see something happening to it. You see that the leaves are yellowing or...
0: You see the cells bursting.
1: The cells are (laughs) bursting in front of your eyes. Um, Then it might be time to take it away from the window and figure out what plant might fit better there. And you could... Go through the list that we just talked about and pick one out from there.
0: The spider plant—that's what I would pick,
1: or the sago palm,
0: <clears throat> the prehistoric sago palm. <laughs> well, thank you, Rachel. That was awesome. Um, we wish everyone luck out there as winter comes here in the northern hemisphere. Um, get buckled down for the cold weather.
1: Yeah. We've already gotten a couple <clears throat> snowstorms, so yeah. hope everyone is not dealing with that yet.
0: Yeah. Anyways, thank everyone for listening to this week's episode, and hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next week.
1: Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, or Pocket Cast. Also, you can follow us at Plants. On Instagram, Pinterest, or YouTube.
0: Once again, that's Tenny Plants, T E N N E Y, Plants. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast episodes, email us at tennyplants at gmail.com. Or if you're on YouTube, go ahead and comment below and don't forget to like and subscribe. See you next time.